before I bring this entire city down on your head! Years ago, when Metropolis was threatened, I put aside our country's differences and protected the lives of the innocent. Yet you dare to come here as an invader. Not an invader, a liberator. I am truth. I am justice. I am the American way! Captain Hook, uh, with my co-host. <laughs> yeah, this is Eli, <laughs> aka Cherry Blossom. Then <laughs> you're gonna have something with that, and yeah, and we are back with another episode. And yeah, Eli, not too much happened, but we're just gonna just hit the high points and just kind of go from there. Um, I think next, not this week, but the week after is gonna be kind of like a big week for us or somebody. Comment with related kind of. I guess not. Not for our podcast. Maybe for a podcast. We'll Maybe see, we'll see how it goes. Basically, what we're talking if about. If you is love bullshit. the shit out of that movie, you're gonna be like, ah. Oh, I probably you never I'm know. Probably going, I'm going with my arms folded, not caring what happens, and then going there and be like the greatest thing ever. And then I'm just gonna jump on the bandwagon, and I'm just gonna jump on Get Valiant. You know, shut this mm-hmm. podcast down. You know. Yeah, man. Pretend we were fans the whole time. Exactly. That's how it goes. I've been with Valiant since 1990, blah, 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 whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Let's let Celebrity Death. Let's start with some sad news. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, Eli, this is, a, this is a tough one, but I'm bear with me on this one. So, we're okay. going to pay our respects to, uh, let me see if I can say this right, Kazuhisa Hashimoto. Oh, is this the 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 secret code? That's the guy. secret code guy. This is the guy that invented the Konami code. That's right. So everybody's yeah. upset now. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, that's who that guy is." So Eli, give it to me off the top of your head. What is the Konami Shit. code? I, I know uh, you know it. Up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right. A B. Mm, B A. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> and start. <laughs> And star. <laughs> so that's Konami code. It worked on Contra. It worked on Gradius, if I remember what the game was. Like a shooting game or something like that. There was a few other Konami games also. Oh, uh, one time Konami wouldn't be an asshole and they said he put the code in and actually like took live took lives away from you or some shit. You know. You know whatever. what else worked that I found my technique? What's that? Start. Hit and start over and over and over because it basically turned everything into slow motion, and you can just dodge the shit out of everything. Did that work on every game? Most most of those shooters, Contra or like fly, shit like like um, uh, shit like uh, like those fly like Sky Shark or you know nineteen forty one. You know those flying games, those those up scrolling. You know where you're scrolling up the screen, flying around, shooting shit mm-hmm. like Galaga type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
once it got once you get to those really hairy levels where just shit's just flying all over and you just start hit hit start over and over and it like basically turns it, it pauses the game for a second and then unpauses. Oh yeah, and it just basically turns it into frame by frame. Yeah, like and you used to motion. hear the the button and the, but it only works on certain shooters, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. know I, I've done the trick before. Yeah. Kind of annoying at the while, but yes, I see what you're saying. But got uh, you through some shit, you know. Yeah. Especially if it got like too hectic. Yeah, especially those those shooters got were, like fucking hard. Especially it was a little, it little, it was a little. Yeah, it was a little the coordination because you got to shoot too and move at the same time. Right, but, but it gave you that. You, but if you were trying to maneuver and try to open yeah. down, they, it came in handy for that. Yeah. It gave you that split second of oh shit! I better there, there's a there's a red dot coming at me. I better move. So <laughs> yeah, only certain games you do it all. Uh, it was another like hidden things that used to have in these games. Also, you know how some of those games you could choose how many lives you could have on those games. Oh yeah. Well, some games like you can go down to zero, and I think if you left it at zero or went down to zero, the zero turned to an infinity sign. Yeah, didn't Mario do that on that one level where you jumped on the turtle on the steps? Well, that was like a like a cheat code, not like not really like a cheat code, but it was like a glitch or yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I remember it, you talking about like on the first level of the turtle shell, you hop down there, blah blah blah. My cousin did it one time and showed me yeah. like, oh, check this out, you know. Yeah, you got you got you got like diamond lives or something. <laughs> yeah, because it was like you know Nintendo Power gave you all those damn codes and shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, so rest in peace to Kazuhisa. Hashimoto, mm-hmm. because without you, I never would have beat Contra. I don't think I ever beat. <laughs> no, Contra. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever beat Contra. I don't think I ever beat Contra. Even with those thirty lives, I don't think I beat Contra. <laughs> Contra was fucking hard. It really was. <laughs> oh man! And Eli, move past that. Something else we have to address: this coronavirus. I know we talked about it, but we got to do an update. Uh, because they actually finally found a case of it in the United States. There's been a few now. There's been a few now in the United States. At first, it was just overseas. It was just over there, and that's it. But now it's coming to the United States. Uh, they said they've been trying to quarantine places for them to go to, you know, to China or China from here. They said that they found a case in Atlanta where they found out one person did have the coronavirus, uh, landed, had to quarantine that person. I think he got infected like 10 other people, some shit like that. So, yeah, this has turned into I heard religion. it's in New York now, so, yeah. you know. This is going to happen. That's what the flu, that's this is a flu. That's what flus do. Yeah, they I mean it, they they making it seem like some because it's, you know, it's marketable, but yeah, it's just the flu. That's all it is. Yeah. Flu season. It's a know. bad flu. And right. it, it it probably sucks if it's probably if you get it, it's going to suck. You're going to be out for a few days and but yeah, it's it's like I said, we've mentioned this before. It's deadly if you're an infant yeah. or you're elderly. You know, most right. of the people dying are elderly people. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying as long as you wash your hands, you can get the coronavirus. Yeah. But my thing is, even if you're not worried about the coronavirus, wash your hands anyway. Yeah. You don't want E. coli. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I'd rather saying, have coronavirus than E. coli. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. They're saying this is how serious the thing might might be. Because, you know, it's 2020, right? Oh, shout out to Leap Year. Did you celebrate for Leap Year? I did not. I know. They say you're supposed to celebrate. You're supposed to do something for Leap Day. Well, what should we do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the procedure for that. You know, I just figured out about Juneteenth with the celebrate there. So how the hell do we know about you know, leap year? You know, I don't know. Uh, but they're saying the Olympics might even have a threat of being shut down because of the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, it's kind of going overboard. 
That's I just what this. They're yeah. like really like they like level orange, whatever the fuck this shit is right now. They're like yeah. really going over. This with isn't this. this isn't the captain trips, you know. This is <laughs> this right. isn't Ebola. You know what I mean? Right. Like if Ebola spread like this, then I'd be fucking freaking out. I wouldn't leave my fucking house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is just a flu, and everybody gets it's a bad flu. But yeah, it's it's a flu, and that's what happens. I mean, I this was the man. I worked at UPS during the anthrax scare. So oh, this wow. thing fade me for shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli, I don't know if I should be scared or not because here's the thing. Like they say, this is a big thing in China, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of Africans living in China. They said they have rarely found a case of actually Africans getting the chi- the, the coronavirus in China. Oh shit! Are you guys immune? That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing black people can't get the virus, but they're saying the epidemic might hit in Africa somewhere. So I don't know. So I'm wondering right now that if I am, you know, immune to it, am I going to show up to work one day that's going to be like Resident Evil? <laughs> like everybody else in my job is going to be walking around like zombies. Like, then I'm going to be the only one free and I'm going to have to, you know, shoot my way out of there or some shit. Like I, don't I am know. legend and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I shouldn't joke about this shit. But Everybody's going to be sampling your blood and shit. Right. Blood and shit. <laughs> Brains, like no, fuck that. Uh, they got the antibody, yeah. Your body had the antibodies. Your body had the antibodies. <laughs> uh, move on to the next part of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, this is where we talk about the box office numbers and actually pretty interesting what's going on right now. And Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? You know what? I really don't know what came out. Um, is it I a Disney think- movie? <laughs> No, it's not a Disney movie. Eli, this is right up your alley. I thought for sure you get this. This is like a layup for you. Okay, okay. so I'm going to give you a hint. It is a horror movie from Universal. Oh, is it The Invisible Man? It is The Invisible Man. Yes, no he shit. is back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. I didn't see it. Um, Is that an Invisible Man joke? Oh, no, no, no. How, did you, how did you miss that, Eli? How did you miss that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh yeah, but anyway, that being said, uh, the Invisible Man is number one at the box office. It is a Universal Pictures uh movie, so Invisible Man is a Universal monster. However, it is not tied into Tom Cruise Dark Universe, whatever the fuck that shit was. Right. That has been dissolved. That is not a thing anymore. They are not doing a uni- uh, cinematic universe of that, so that is done. Mm-hmm. There's a new thing starring Elizabeth Moss where her stalker ex boyfriend is stalking her. Wow. And he's invisible. And he's invisible. If you're an invisible Sounds man. Sounds like a bitch. Yeah, why are you using your invisible powers just for yeah. that when you can do so much you're more? Hu- you're, you're hung up on old Snatch. Like, what's your fucking problem? Like, really? But, you know, with, yeah. this is the Me Too era, so you got to have this, the Time's Up era. So that's why it's number one right now. So, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I was kind of, At first, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. But then the more I saw trailers and shit, I'm like, why does it? First of all, this guy sounds like a pussy. Right. And then second of it all, if someone's there, why doesn't she throw something at the she's like, someone's sitting in that chair? I was like, well, throw a bottle at it then. Right. Like, <laughs> if you know he's there, shit. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's ain't Sue Storm. I mean, just right. hit the motherfucker. Yeah, maybe he's upgrading. Maybe he can do this shit. <laughs> Force yeah. fields and shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Uh number yeah. two, we have Sonic the Hedgehog still hanging in there. Oh, this yeah, thing is just that. running away. Uh, number oh, matter of fact, since we already own this, like I said, we're in the video game takeover right now because I don't forget this later on. Eli, there's another video game movie coming out. Oh, the 
Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah. I've never played it. I know it's a Capcom game. It's one of Capcom's best-selling games of all time. I don't know what the fuck it is. I know one of them showed up in Marvel's Capcom, the one that nobody played. Uh, Milio Jovanovich. What her yeah. fucking name is? She's in it because she's always in every video game movie ever. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else is in it too, but I can't remember. I didn't look at it. Like I said, I don't know anything about my. I think it's like it's basically like a Pokemon ripoff. I think. Is it? I think so. I think that's all it is. I thought it's it was like, like I thought it was gonna be like Devil May Cry or something. No, nothing that cool. Nothing that cool. <laughs> I really, I like I said, I gotta look into it, but I really think Monster Hunter is like Capcom's version of Oh, Pokemon is hot. Let's just do that. So it's more or less like based on a Pokemon ripoff. You know? So for adults, basically, instead of cheesy. <sighs> Not even for adults, whatever. like those weird anime folks. Like, for them. <laughs> those weird anime <laughs> We're not the anime bullies, man. I'm sorry. People <laughs> tag me in some anime shit earlier today, like, Leroy, check this out. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, number three, Call of the Wild, the Harrison Ford and his dog movie. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just said this. Number four, My Hero Academia, <laughs> Heroes Rising, a fucking oh, anime movie. Is that an anime? That's a yes. movie? No shit. And number, what, four. number five? Yeah, number four. Number four? Yes. Shit. What the fuck? Is that I'm a ninja? Talking. Are they ninjas or something? I don't know what the fuck they are. A school or some shit. I'm saying this shit now, and this time exactly last year, I went and saw Dragon Ball Z in theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah. The that's most right. entertaining time in the theaters other than in-game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking shit about my hero academia. I don't know what the fuck it is, but whatever. This people like it. So <clears throat> number five, Bad Boys for Life. Notice in the top five, Eli, what movie did I not name? Fuck, what did movie did you not name in the top five? Oh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley yeah. Quinn. She has been yeah. emancipated from the top five of the box office. Damn, ain't that a shame? It's doing bad. I don't even think it's hit two hundred million yet. Let's see. No, nope. it's, it's it's damn near stuck what we saw last week. Yeah. Well, of course it would be if his drawer dropped out the top five. Uh, some people are blaming that on coronavirus. Like, no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go uh, see it again, man. <laughs> Throw I, saw, I saw it twice already. Did you? I thought about seeing it again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, saw, I, I liked it. I, I'd like to see it again. I should just go see it again. I, I enjoyed it both times. I saw it with different people each time. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, it was fun. Well, the crowd was into it the second time. But yeah, it was, it's yeah. flopping. But that's cool. I mean, look, we don't have to start a grassroots movie or anything for movies. Like, if you like a movie and it flops, that's cool. I like lots of movies that flop. And it doesn't yeah. hurt my enjoyment of it at all. It just, it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, My Hero Academia is going to take over the box office. So, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, number seven, Impractical Jokers, the movie. Oh, that's right. That's I want to see that. Wait, what is that? Impractical Jokers, that TV show. It's like a prank show. And they and, and uh, they oh, made like a movie. Kind of. Kind of. They These guys, um, they basically film themselves. They go out in public, and they, they're, like, wearing a wire or whatever. And the other guys tell what the guy to do they make them do fucked up shit on strangers you know and laugh and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, I, it's funny i don't watch but... i don't watch tv i don't know what the hell this is <laughs> uh, it's it's a funny show it's been going on forever what's his um tell him steve dave one of those guys the kevin smith's uh, homies um does does a podcast with on the you know kevin smith's uh, yeah. yeah what one of those guys 
is in this group of dudes who do that shit. So it's not like Steve or some shit like that. It's somebody else. No, no. This is like a whole. No, it's not Jackass. Not the Jackass crew. It's some other, you know, New York comedians guys. A bunch of those guys just running around the city, fucking with each other, basically. Oh, cool. Kind of like candid camera in a way, you know. Yeah, I use a little candid camera. Yeah, it's kind of like that in a way. <clears throat> okay, cool. Whatever. Um, number eight, nineteen seventeen, still hanging in there. I really want to see that. It seemed... It's cool. Yeah, you did. You did see this, right? Uh, number nine, Brahms, the boy two. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing that's whatever. Uh, and number ten, Fantasy Island. So Fantasy Island's saying, oh, yeah, that's that's doing shitty. Huh? Yeah, so. I heard it's got shitty reviews. Even from like horror websites, it's got shitty. Yeah, even the target audience is bashing it. That's how you yeah. know it's a bad movie. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the box office pretty weak until Bloodshot comes out. I guess. Bloodshot should be a layup. I mean, there's like nothing coming out for a while. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I'm I'm interested. I'm really curious to see. It. I I ex I, uh, I talked to Eric today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, you guys better go see it. You guys better support. Don't let it be another Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna Watch go see this many times. What did he say? It was like, oh, no, fucking hundred hundred million in the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> By him alone. <laughs> So yeah, the Valiant guys—they're super happy about this. This is like a, a, a event, you know. This is their Black Panther, so yeah, let them have it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh uh, shit, let's move on past that. Okay, so like I said last week, we had a big deal where we talked about Dan Didio and his departure from DC. We wanted to just do a follow up on it, just a little bit, a little bit of cleanup, and move on from there. So this weekend was Chicago con. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Chicago convention and entertainment expo i'm probably fucked that up anybody call it c2e2 c2e2 that's all C2E2. i know. i try to do the thing but whatever okay so they were going to do a panel on friday dc but they canceled the panel on friday dc because you know they had all this turmoil going on shit like that and but saturday they decided to have it anyway and it was a publisher panel with their only publisher jim lee jim lee showed up and was taking a q a session so he made one of the main things that he answered was that yes, he is the publisher now. So oh, he has okay. Dan Didio's job, and he also has Jeff Johns' old job. So he is the guy. What the fuck is Jeff Johns doing? I don't know. He on a beach somewhere. He he's still writing Shazam. Shazam okay. had a new Shazam had a new issue this week. I didn't read it. I don't know, but but what? Wasn't he? So he's. I thought he was a part of that DC Entertainment, some shit or whatever. I think he is up there. So he's not really doing the publishing thing anymore, like the like the comics division. I don't think he has any say so there anymore. Yeah. So he's he's moved on past that. So as far as like the comic division, it's just Jim Lee, and that's it. And they asked him all kind of craziest questions, and he dodged pretty much every answer he could. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Even they and just asked him like stupid shit, like release a Snyder cut and shit like that. He, you know, <laughs> what, you know, just stupid shit. You know, what what else did he answer? Uh, what was his favorite book? And are they gonna have more representation? It was a big thing that they asked him, but I'm trying to remember what they asked him. Uh, we talked about the publishing thing. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So Jim Lee is pretty much the. Oh yeah, but but were they gonna shut down or not? Yeah. Jim Lee said it is all rumors and conjecture. They've been around 85 years. They're going to be around another 85 years. So that's a, so people were saying you got to wait for the official source before you go running off with these rumors of like that. 
Jim Lee says everything's fine. No reason to panic. Everything's okay. Marvel's not buying them. Marvel's not buying them. He said all that. Um, <laughs> I don't believe Mila. I'm just saying. His you name. don't believe Jim Lee? I don't believe Jim Lee. I know we're waiting for the official source, but Jim Lee's a corporate puppet. How can we believe him? He's the man. <laughs> I mean, you can't believe the establishment, you know? So that's my whole thing. And here's the thing about Jim Lee. So do you think they're going to get shut down? I don't think they're going to get shut down tomorrow. But I think they, I think they need to tighten up the belts. You know, I'm look. I started looking at the like the share numbers and stuff like that. I started digging into numbers and diamond district stuff like that. Marvel is actually doubling their shares right now, like damn near. Like, I, and I thought it was like competition, like okay, DC kind of like this, Marvel like that. No, Marvel's like ran away with them. Now you can make all the assumptions that Marvel is that because ship, of House of X and shit. Yeah, House of X and they double ship books and they make people buy bullshit and they do van cups like that. <laughs> Whatever it is, the point is, if you look at the numbers, Marvel has damn near doubled the share of of DC right now. DC has barely got thirty percent of the market. They don't even have thirty percent of the market right now. So it's it's rough over there right now. Now That's why everyone's saying, having a, everyone's having a kid right now in DC. Everyone, <laughs> Aquaman and Superman, Batman and Catwoman are having a kid. Right? And, uh, <laughs> what the fuck, Booster Gold? Like what the fuck, Booster yeah. Gold Jr. <laughs> it's so shit. So that's all this shit's going on right now. So they just basically they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks right now in DC. You can kind of feel that's what they're doing. I like what DC. I I like DC kind of. We normally review DC books. What sounds like. Yeah, that's the thing is they sound like they had a plan like a couple years ago and then said, fuck it. Well, see, and, that's the thing. They weren't on the same course. That plan that they had, it wasn't their plan. That was Jeff John's plan. Mm-hmm. As yeah. soon as he did it, Didio and these other guys said, fuck your plan. We're going to do what the fuck we want to do. Mm-hmm. So, And that's why Jim Lee, we love Jim Lee. Like I said, Jim Lee is a, a fan favorite with comic fans. He draws a mean-ass Psylocke. You know, it's like, remember when, when Dave Chappelle, when they asked him about Michael Jackson, he just said, he made Thriller. He made thriller. <laughs> like, that's Jim Lee. He made X-Men. He made X-Men. Like, so that's why we love Jim Lee. But at the same time, Dan Didio is no longer there to protect him. Because all those mistakes that everybody was saying Didio made in the last 20 years, 11 years, something like that, Jim Lee's ass was right there next to him. New 52 was as much as Jim Lee's baby as it was Didio's baby. All mm-hmm. those weird-ass designs that Superman and Batman had with all those weird armor looks and shit like that, that was 100% all Jim Lee. And mm-hmm. all the artists at DC at the time hated him for drawing that shit because they couldn't remember how to, what, what, what did the line go on Flash? I don't know, shit, you know. <laughs> so two years later, they just said, fuck it, and just went back to the classic uh, uh, details. So... I don't know. Like I said, we we always want a bad guy. We always want a finger to point, you know, pointing at somebody. And we don't want to point the finger at Jim Lee. We don't want Jim Lee to be the bad guy. We love Jim Lee. But who else we gonna point the finger to when some some shit goes down? When we get gay gay Superman and Black Batman and non uh, binary Wonder Woman and shit like that, you know, we're gonna have to point the finger at Jim Lee. We don't want him to be the bad guy, but he's gonna have to be the bad guy. So I don't know. Unless they get another guy in there, you know. Now, what's the shit about Casada? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. We talked about, well, I don't think we talked about it last week. I think I argued with Gomer online I just, about I this. just heard about this. Like, a couple Yeah, days. because the thing is, Casada doesn't really have shit to do now. Because, yeah. because Casada was the guy over in Marvel, but Kevin Feige has his job now. 
Yeah. So yeah. Ba- yeah. So basically, I mean, Joe Casada still has a position at Marvel, but it's like some, we know it's some made up bullshit position where he like, you know, he just has his thumb up his ass all day. That's all he does. He didn't do shit, yeah. you know. Head of the bullpen. Right. <laughs> it's some stupid shit like that. So obviously he needs to leave because eventually Disney's going to look at, they're going to finally come down to Marvel's office and look at Joe Casada like, oh, you, your name, what do you do here? It's just kind of like, uh... Oh, I'm just sitting here shooting Nerf nerf guns at this target <laughs> right. you know, at my Dixie Cups. <laughs> right. And somebody's really going to say, you know what, fire this guy, whoever the fuck his name is, you know. So, Jericho side is basically like, I need an exit strategy right now. So, obviously, he's trying to come to... He's going to... It's his best interest to come to D.C., you know. Uh, I can I'm see- creative consultant advisor to the chair. Right. <laughs> like, I need to do something before they find out I'm still here, you know. So, maybe he'll go to D.C. and do something. I don't know. But, yeah, they got so much shake-up over at Marvel. I mean, Marvel- if I was him, I'd just get in a janitor suit and just wear a janitor suit all day and just chill in the office. <laughs> right. Just so they don't recognize me, you know. What was that oh, movie? shit. Yeah. Iger's here. Uh-oh. Grab a broom. <laughs> Remember that movie, Get Him to the Greek? I don't know if you saw the one with P. Diddy oh. and Jonah Hill. Like, yeah. see, you guys are replaceable. I'm, I'm jazz. <laughs> they can't replace me. So that's Joe Casada's thing right there. So, But the thing is, DC can't become Marvel's, you know, refugee camp. You know, people that are, you know, f- getting away from Kevin Feige's, you know, totalitarian rule, which we'll that, talk about in a little That's kind of harsh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen, man. So we don't know what's going to happen with Joe Quesada. That's all rumors and hearsay also. But all we know right now, Jim Lee says that everything is fine. Marvel's not buying them. And, D- and AT&T is not shutting them down. So next week, maybe we'll have a whole different conversation. We'll see how it goes from there. Uh, past that. Now, Eli, can we talk about uh, a movie that came out? Sure. Okay. Well, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. I can talk about it, you know. Uh, so basically, this is Superman Red Sun. This is a, one of those DC cartoon movies that came out. Now, not only is this a DC cartoon movie that came out, this is a uh, graphic novel. Now, I know we have different arguments about what a graphic novel is. Oh, wasn't that a great thread today? <laughs> yes, it was. And you know what? I knew it, it was going to exactly go exactly how I planned it to go. Because <laughs> I knew certain assholes going to pop up and start complaining about what's a graphic novel, what's not a graphic novel. Look, it's my thread. I say what the fuck a graphic novel is. Red Sun is a graphic novel. I don't care. We're talking inside baseball, but I don't care. I just want to just say that real quick. So I want to talk about the differences between the actual cartoon and the graphic novel. Uh, honestly, Red Sun is one of my favorite Superman stories of all time. Honestly, I think it's one of the greatest graphic novels of all time. It really digs into what makes Superman Superman. Because the thing is, if you actually read the story, like if you just look at a, a Soviet Superman, Soviet Russia Superman, you think injustice. You're thinking, okay, he's evil. He's out to conquer the world, shit like that. But I think this, the book is more nuanced than that because Superman isn't the villain. And yes, we're talking about Lex Luthor. He's go, he goes up with Lex Luthor in the, in the movie, I mean, in the, in the comic book, which, like I said, that's nothing we haven't seen before. But Superman necessarily isn't the villain of the story, even though he is Soviet Superman. And Lex Luthor isn't the villain either, even though he represents, you know, United States capitalism. The villain of the movie, in my opinion, or the villain of the story in general, in my opinion, is nationalism. Because Mm -hmm. Superman is still Superman, but since he arrived on Earth 12 hours, normally what he would have, and the Earth's rotation landed him in, in the Ukraine instead of Smallville, 
it completely changed the nature of the story. So Superman is still Superman. He still goes around the world, still saves people, still protects the kids, you know, still stands for truth and justice. But the thing is, it's truth, justice, and the communist way. So it's that's where it's and and the United States, since they're already in a cold war with, with the Soviet Union, and now the Soviet Union has the most powerful weapon on the planet that can even, you know, that nukes can't even stop. It changes the course of, of history. And it's really interesting. You got people showing up. It's like little details in it, like like JFK is married to Marilyn Monroe because since you know <laughs> the United States was not the the biggest threat on the planet, they had a reason to kill JFK. You know, uh, Stalin shows up. You know, I so so little bitty stuff in there, and it, and it really boils down to what makes Superman Superman because yes, his socialist idea is actually the same socialist idea Superman always had. He always fought for the common people, always fought to make uh equality. And if you look at socialism and com- communism, that's kind of things they preach. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not advocating communism. I'm not saying that. USA, USA. But at the same time, <laughs> United States is, is kind of painted to be kind of pieces of shit. You know, they, uh, they promote uh, capitalism, which we know capitalism is about you just make as much money as you can. Fuck everybody else. It doesn't really matter. So you got Lex Luthor, who is still you know, like the, the symbol of capitalism, still eating eating big he is still making all the money he can meanwhile since communism has taken over the planet because they have superman to control the world except for the united states who uh rejects you know their ways they become a third world country they go into another civil war they just go in uh in shambles just because they won't accept the way the world is because they keep holding on to the you know the archaic ways of uh capitalism and it's an interesting story now does the cartoon explore those themes that the book does? Fuck no. What you get is just your standard DC movie where, you know, it's truncated, where it's going to be not as long as the book, so they're going to cut out all the details of it and just streamline the story. You're going to get, you know, shiny, half-assed, third-rate animation that doesn't hold up to the artwork of the book. Uh, you're going to miss <laughs> some themes. They're going to change some things around just because they can and completely miss the uh, the themes of what the story can do. And the story's over, and that's it, in 90 minutes. So, it's your typical DC movie. Um, just because the source material is just that strong, I will say that it elevates the story. So, this is a better DC movie than the other DC movies that you get. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about the ending of the, of the movie. It changes from the ending of the book. Now, I will say this. I hated the ending of the book. I thought the ending of the book was fucking stupid. I thought the halfway ending of the book was fine, but then they tacked on another ending that made no fucking sense. And I did some research on it. Grant Morrison actually came up with that ending, not Mark Millar. That made no sense. The The movie completely ignores that, and I think it's better for that. So, if you watch The Red Sun, it's certain things they did, Eli, that just really pissed me off, but I don't really want to talk about it right now. But they changed some things that it's like... They change things just for the sake of changing things, and it changes the tone and the characters of what they were standing for. And I don't know. It, it's a cool story. I do feel like that if you're going to look at the story, make sure you read the book also before that way you can kind of get the whole gist of the whole story because they really leave out a lot of stuff and just kind of streamline the stuff. Overall, I'm like I said, the story is still as strong. I'm gonna get a three point five out of five. It's still one of DC's better entries it's better than that wonder woman bloodlines thing that just came out with but it's it's not like red hood and like that like not one of the upper levels it's just another dc property so yeah that's what i got mm-hmm. with that one 
Well, oh. it wasn't on. It wasn't on the DC app, which I was like, I'm, I would have watched Jack it. About that. I'm glad you asked yeah. about that. Okay, so I was on the forums <clears throat> of the DC Universe app, and and I because I was asking about Bloodlines also. So they have a new policy on DC Universe app. They don't release movies until 90 days after it's been released. Now, yeah, yeah. They used so. to do it like when it first came out, like when like last year around this time, Death of Superman and Reign of Superman. They released the day of, you know. So I got to watch this shit in there. None of those were awesome. I love love those two, um, but now if it's a bloodline, they decide to have like a ninety day wait, so you won't see it on there to ninety days afterwards. So yeah, sorry. Uh, moving past that, Eli, now you watched the trailer. Yeah, I'm not fucking you? with it. No, I'm not fucking with it. I don't. You didn't watch the trailer? I didn't even watch the trailer. Fuck that. Really? Nope. Nope. Damn. Not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. I was gonna say we should do a commentary on the, on the movie. trailer, on the movie because I've never I haven't seen the, seen the movie in a while. I know, and I, and I was like, <laughs> say, I, I it's been a while since I've seen it." Yeah, I was gonna say, "Let's do a commentary." But <laughs> like I said, I know the general idea. Oh, anyway, we're talking about Candyman. Yeah. So then <clears> I don't know if they remake Candyman. I don't know the sequel Candyman. Like I said, I didn't see the trailer, so I don't really know. Yeah, and it looks like yeah. a reboot slash sequel. You know, slash which, is, which is the update. thing everybody yeah. does nowadays. Yeah, you have your I cake, mean, you eat it too. Yeah, you can consider it a reboot, but it's also a con- it can be a continuation because it's still the same character and just an updated version of the old story. But uh, yeah, um, so Candyman. Um, so for those who don't know what Candyman is, uh, old. Well, yeah, it's old because we're old. You know, I saw it in high school. So, So, um, yeah, Candyman, horror flick, uh, starring Tony Todd in one of his most uh, popular roles, I believe. That's what he's probably most known for. And Final Uh, Destination. Yeah, and, you know, he was in The Crow, too. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and the Night of the Living Dead reboot, or remake. Uh, But, um, anyways, it's based on a Clive Barker story. You know, horror author Clive Barker, he wrote Hellraiser and Nightbreed and what have you. Um, he wrote the short story. It was in the Books of Blood, which I've read. And it's just um, about this. It's about it, the, the movie takes place in Chicago, in the in the, you know, in the hood in Chicago. Um, and it's about this woman who's doing this like she's like a college student and she's doing this project on urban legends. And there's just legend in, in the in the projects about this guy named Candyman. He's like a boogeyman in the hood. And she, you know, starts studying and starts uncovering secrets. And it turns out, you know, he's real. And it's kind of like based on Bloody Mary, you know, the Bloody Mary legend where you say his name in the mirror mm-hmm. five times and he appears. So that's what happened. So that's what the movie's about. Um the Clive Barker story is well. He's British, so the original story takes place in Britain, in England, um, but it still has the same. The bones of the story still there. It's still in the slums. It's still about an artist. I think she's the photographer, and she's doing this project on graffiti. And in the same scenario, she uncovers this uh, um, urban legend. It's about urban legends, and it's like a new. It's like a twist on slashers. Um, and, but what made Candyman sort of like uh, kind of resonated with audiences back then, it had sort of a social 
conscience at the time, you know. Um, Candyman, movies like Tales from the Hood, People Under the Stairs. It had this like social um, commentary on classism, on poverty, on, you know, crime and low-income neighborhoods and stuff like that and uh, took sort of brought that horror aspect to those social issues at the time. Um, no, it like was like to make then. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and nowadays, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that Jordan Peele is producing and writing this, mm-hmm. it's it's like, yeah, you know, he's basically, you know, has breathed new life into the horror genre with his movies, you know, sort of shedding light on, you know, the African-American experience, just, or people of color experience, showcasing the anxieties and fear of people of color, of minorities. You know, we're right. seeing horror through their eyes, you know. Um, and I've said this before, I've mentioned this before, um, you know, just the perspective of, you know, people of color and what they fear is highlighted and it puts people in their shoes. You know, I think the creepiest scene in Get Out is the beginnings, you know, where dude's walking through the suburbs. He's the mm-hmm. only black guy walking through the suburbs. He's nervous. He's like, oh, shit, man, I stick out like a sore thumb. Right. I've been that guy. I've been the only minority out in the boonies hoping the cops don't show up because right. they, they're going to talk. Come talk to me. You know, somebody so calls those, the cops on you just because you look, you know, you fit the description. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, this real representation is important because when you see that real representation and diversity, you see things through a new point of view and that just keeps the genre fresh. That's why the, the horror genre is always evolving and Jordan Peele's doing that. Um, and so I think it's a perfect time to bring this character back. Now the story of Candyman, like I said, in Clive Barker's story, it was sort of, there was no backstory, you know, like I said, the, the original Clive Barker, you know, book takes place in England. The movie, they decided to make it American set in Chicago and, um, Tony Todd basically came up with his origin. There's no origin in the book. So everything we know about Candyman is because of Tony Todd. Tony Todd gave him the origin that he was an ex-slave, that he fell in love with the slave owner's wife and all that. They tortured him to death. They, they smeared honey all over him and bees stung him to death and chopped off his hand. And he's got a hook on his hand. And did they show that in a movie? They show it in part two. I think part two is my favorite. I know that might sound like blast. Is that one farewell to the flesh? That's farewell to the flesh. Okay. Um, yeah, quite the Method Man. I remember wrote a couple. Method Man was a horror fan. He actually had some rhymes about Candyman. You know, Method Man from Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> we had to but, break um, that down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I I was very cynical at the time. I saw um, the first Candyman. I thought of it as a white savior. Here's this white lady goes into the hood to try and help out, you know, the plight of the city and all that shit. I, I, I kind of like looked at it through very jaded eyes at the time. So I always thought the first one was kind of okay, but I enjoyed the second one a lot better because it went deeper into Candyman's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just me. That's just my personal preference. You know, 
Um, everyone reveres the first one as a classic. It does introduce the character. Um, it does have a we and it is a weird spin on the slasher genre. This isn't just a guy running around killing people, killing teenagers who are just partying and having sex. No, this has a lot more to say. He's more of a ghost, and there's all the super there's a big supernatural element to the Candyman stories, you know. So the first two are good. The third one's pretty much a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it does have that uh, hot. She was in Playboy, so hey, she was on Baywatch. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, one. She, she, there's boobs in it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I watched this trailer. I think it's cool. It's got Yahya Abdul, you know, from Watchmen, and he was Black Manta. Black Manta, yeah. Um, I don't think at first I thought he was going to be playing Candyman, but I guess Tony Todd is. I mean, he, he owns that role. It's like, you know, yeah. when you try to get somebody to be, else be Freddy Krueger, doesn't work. Yeah. 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 I mean, he won't confirm that he's Candyman, but he has confirmed he's in this movie. And what so, if it's like the next generation where at the end of the movie, yeah. Yaya becomes the new Candyman? Something. Because I thought Yaya, I was like, yeah, Yaya would be cool as Candyman. But then I saw the trailer and he's like an artist. He's like a painter or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, and he's doing a project on the Candyman legend and stuff. So he's basically bringing back the legend or bringing back this urban legend, you know. And, and that's what the story's about, this urban tale that, you know, on how rumors and, and just, you know, mythologies and stories just get started and how they're passed down, you know, throughout communities and generations and stuff. That's one of the themes of the these these movies, so. Um, anyways, I think it looks cool. Um, like I said, it's a perfect time to bring this character back. Um, yeah, it's not that scary, man. <laughs> I, I just don't do horror movies. We've talked about this. Here's the thing. Okay. Like I said, if you could handle get out or us, uh, I know cause it's another Joe Peele movie and I know I want to support <laughs> Jordan Peele. Like I like the shit he's doing and I want to go out there and support, you know, Grand Smooth Moves like that. Yaya's a cool actor. Want to see him succeed. Want to see Jordan Peele win. I just don't like doing horror movies. That's all. So this is going to be a game day decision of whether or not I go to this. Eli. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe he'll, maybe maybe you'll go with a date. <laughs> maybe like if a date want to go, I, I'll take it. You like oh, we can't Motivation. both be in there screaming like I'm going to hold me. <laughs> like well, that doesn't work. So <laughs> you'll be like you'll be like Scooby Doo and Shaggy, right? <laughs> jumping in her arms, zoinks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't work. So <laughs> oh yeah, uh, can, yeah. We, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So they released some uh. So this is the video game section. We're going to hop into the video game section. They released some actual specs of the Xbox Series X. And like I said, it's got 12 teraflops and variable blah, 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 and smart. They do all this shit, but they won't, won't release what the price of this motherfucker is going to be. Now, I'm thinking, and I'm hearing, we're running great by 500, Eli, 499? Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Now, is that is that too rich for your blood? Is that... You know, I, 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 it'll be, I know, like I never buy any of these consoles right away. So. <laughs> I'm I just always wondering. wait till Cyber Monday or some shit when you get like half off. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because like 500, I don't care what you put in there. You, you, that's a little bit too rich. So when you hit yeah. that 300 mark, that's when yeah, you at least start getting my attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, yeah. I bought a game. 
Oh, what what you get? Oh, you did buy a game. Yeah, I, I saw I saw your post. I, I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, I bought that Jedi Fallen Order. And your and, thoughts? And I didn't like it. I ended up trading it in. Oh damn! And you didn't even wait any time to play it. I, no, I I played it for like five hours, man. Okay, what? Well, okay, I I get it. Five hours of you not getting any entertainment out of five hours. Yeah, it can go back. Yeah, two days. That was like two days for me. And like all I was doing was jumping up cliffs and. Swinging across vile. It was Tomb Raider, man. It was Pitfall. Okay, <laughs> but, but what about the story? I'll just watch YouTube clips. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, YouTube spoils everything. You even got to play games. You just watch I a wanted, Let's Play or somebody. You know. I want to chop up Stormtroopers with my lightsaber. They got me playing fucking Donkey Kong Jr. and shit. Jumping cliff to cliff. <laughs> and It's a jungle gym. Like, what they the they got to do variations, you know. Man, I, I spent an hour in a cave force pushing these like giant fan blades and then couldn't figure out how, where to jump up and I, just to get some book with the magic power or some shit. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and all you want to do is chop up people. Yeah. And then, then my buddy's like, oh man, when you get to the next planet, it really gets good. I like, well, that's going to be like <laughs> next month for me. Right. I got to wait a month for this game to get fun. Like, <laughs> that's how people like the TV show. Like, oh, when you get to the eighth episode, that's when it gets good. I'm not getting that far in. No, that's it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I only got like a couple hours a day to game, and I don't want to spend it jumping across, you know, cliffs and shit. You know, I wanted to chop up shit. I, I so, look, I agree yeah. with you. Five hours in, you didn't get your feel of it. it that makes yeah. sense. Here's the thing: I actually never bought the game. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I traded it in for Red Dead Redemption too. <laughs> Now, how was that? Have you played it yet? Yeah, I, it's it's fine. It's like Spider Man. It's like those spider, you know, open world, a lot of side missions and shit. You know, takes a little some shits a little redundant. Okay, I don't need to like press a button to take a piss or you know, like every little action. But it's supposed to immerse you. That's the whole yeah. point. <laughs> I just want to shoot shit, man. Like I said, I ain't got time, man. I just want to shoot motherfuckers. You're supposed to get immersed in these worlds, Eli. You just want to just shoot shit and get right to the action, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like foreplay. Just want, yeah, that's all I want. <laughs> but it's not bad. I mean, because, yeah, like Spider-Man took me like months to beat. But that was fun. Like Spider-Man just threw fun. you into the action. You didn't have yeah, to wait. Yeah, I mean, you know? it just it, there was plenty of shit. To, there was plenty of asses to kick in Spider-Man. Like first thirty minutes, you're fighting busy. Kingpin. You're just like, okay, you're in. Yeah, there, you know. Yeah, it took, and I got a hundred percent. I completed every mission, everything on that game. You know. You know, and and I agree with you. That's the thing when you're playing a game or watching TV show or anything like that, you should have instant gratification with that or something to keep yeah. you want to go. You shouldn't have to be bored at your gourd. And then have to wait another five, six, seven hours before you get any entertainment of it. No, no, yeah. we don't have time for that shit. Because I, yeah. I could be doing other shit that's more fun. Yeah, I got to a planet. I'm climbing up fucking vines and cliffs and fighting giant frogs and shit. I'm like, man, what the, man? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, here's my thing with the game. I didn't buy it, but I did uh, subscribe to that uh, EA premiere, Origins premiere thing, whatever like that. So uh-huh. all the games were on there like that, Madden, Mass Effect, stuff like that. So I'm probably going to get that subscription again and probably just beat it in a month and just be done with it and play Madden for the rest of the time. I don't know. So. Yeah, like that first, very first level where you're kind of, you the, the stormtroopers come, like all that shit's cool. I have no problem with the action. It's just there's not enough of it. I mean, I was just running around looking for shit, exploring. It's like, I don't, I don't do those exploration games. You know, I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. 
I don't give a shit what's on the other side of the world, man. Just give me something to kill. <laughs> That's all I got time for. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. You know? That's okay. We got some other games coming out. So let me say we move on to the next part of the podcast. Sure. Okay, so like I said, this is the comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books, and we're just gonna jump right into it. And I guess uh, I'm gonna start off with the X minutes. Sure. And what do I have it? X X Men number seven. Sure. So Eli, did you read this one? No. Damn it. Well, no, I don't say damn it. I knew you weren't gonna read it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm only on the one X book. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> all right. So this is X Men number seven, and the name of this issue is called Faith. And so basically what this book is about is about the crucible and Cyclops is sitting down uh, with Wolverine like late at night and they just drinking a beer and shit like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to uh, the Shi'ar empire. You know, we just taking Gene and the kids there. You want to come Wolverine? Like, nah, you know, it's not my thing. Hey, Gene's going to be in a bikini. You're like, Hmm. And I'm going to be in a speedo. You're like, Hmm. Like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is this? So obviously it gets his attention with that. But anyway, past that, he they start talking about the crucible. They're like the crucible tomorrow. What do you think about the crucible? Wolverine's like, I don't agree with the crucible, but it's not my decision to make. That's the quiet council's thing, so that's on them. Now, Cyclops, you wanna get a in, more interesting perspective on that, you need to go talk to a priest. And Cyclops, you're like, you know what? That's a damn good idea. So he go finds a priest. And he finds Nightcrawler. You know, because he's heavy in the religion, stuff like that. And Nightcrawler's just having all these contemplations like that. He's just being in Krakoa, just in general, is testing his faith. Especially just living here and the resurrection protocols they have and the crucibles going on and all this testing his faith right now. So that's when they walk past this campfire where they see a bunch of kids and they talk to Exodus. Now, Eli, Exodus is actually another Native American uh, X-Man. Actually, X-Man villain. But Oh, shit. Yeah. He oh, was a villain, it? but he's good now. He was like Magneto's something. Accomplice, prophet, whatever. Old guy, he's back now. He's telling his campfire story to these kids. And basically he's telling them that, uh, kids, do you remember why we have the crucible? Like, what is the crucible? The crucible is basically like when they take uh, mutants that don't have any more powers and they get powers. But in order to get the powers, they have to die. And why is this the reason? It's because, and he says the name, because of Scarlet Witch. And the kids get scared. They're like, don't say that name. Don't say that name. Ooh. So basically, Scarlet Witch is like the boogeyman of kids. They they tell Scarlet Witch to mutant kids to scare them. They're like, okay, I won't say her name or she who will not be named. But basically, what she did when she did no more new mutants thing, she got rid of a million mutants' powers. So in order for them to get their powers back, that's why we have the Crucible. But, okay, now, um, this actually goes back to, like, to the House of X and how the resurrection protocols work, is that uh, when the mutants die, they have these five mutants, like gold balls, shit like that, to bring the mutants back and resurrect them. So that's what they plan to do with these mutants. All the mutants that got their uh, powers wiped out, they're just human now. But if they get resurrected through that pro process, then they also get their powers back. However... There we go. Rumble about to die. But however, <clears throat> they can't do it with all million, million mutants at one time. Basically, saying any mutant that went through the power spec, they have to earn it. They just can't just die and just get rid of it back because basically you have to go through the whole process. So the crucible process is basically you have to get into a ring and fight to the death with Apocalypse. Yeah, so there's no way you're going to win this. But Apocalypse is like, if you don't fight me with everything you have, 
them just going to kick the shit out of you. They're going to heal you and kick you out of Krakoa. And you won't be a mutant again. You're just going to be just a human, and that's it. But if you fight me as hard as you can, then I will honor you by killing you. Kind of really fucked up. So they do it with like a cannonball's sister. Uh, she fights Apocalypse. Apocalypse just like just taking the shit, just like barely even feeling it. And he's just talking shit to her the whole time, telling her to get up, get up, get up. She keeps getting back up. And then at the event, at very end, after he's like beat the shit out, he's like, finally, I will grant you what you've been asking for, little one. And he just stabs her in the chest. Then the next day, she gets resurrected. She talks to the mutants and she got all her mutant powers back and shit like that. And and basically, Nightcrawler's looking at this like, man, this is completely fucked up. Everything you're doing right here goes completely against Christianity and what I was brought up to believe. So the only thing for me to do now is to create my own mutant religion. And the book ends. So, yeah. Really fucked up book about the X-Men protocol because you never really thought about that type of situation because they they scared to bring everybody back you have to die first before they can re- resurrect you so <clears throat> that's their whole thing they're like the x-men got a whole culture shit like that cool book four to five i didn't read that giant size x-men book I, this was enough for me so yeah cool all right um i guess i'll do punisher soviet number oh, four another see we're a communist podcast now you like <laughs> <laughs> we got a theme going on this week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this book, we got um now the Punisher. He was he was going after this uh Russian mobster. Um it, every time he showed up to do a hit, they were already dead. Um turns out some other guy was taking out this Russian mobster, and it turns out he was a special ops or ex uh Soviet special ops uh soldier who fought like in the Afghanistan war. Um and he's taking revenge on this mobster who turns out was actually a general that left his that betrayed his whole squadron. So that's why this the Soviet soldier is after this mobster. So this one um they basically do a hit on uh his henchman and they find the mobster's wife and they're basically questioning her and turns out that he's, you know, this Russian mobster is trying to go legit. You know, he's trying to get out of the game and go legit and stuff. And she's, you know, um, sort of assisting him with all that. But she's been bugged. And, you know, of course, some choppers show up. Punisher and this uh, this uh, ex-special ops Russian guy. Big action. Lots of Punisher kicking ass and his soldier kicking ass. And um, that's essentially it. Um, they, you know, they have the, they have the wife. They have, they have this Wobster's wife. Um, and so this is fun. I mean, this is Garth Ennis writing the Punisher. And he understands the character so well. And he's just like, you know, whenever he writes the Punisher, it's just a fun story full of action, full of gore. There's all kinds of heads getting blown off, limbs getting blown off, um, lots of blood. But there's also a lot of real-world events and commentary going on in, in Garth Ennis's Punisher run. So so this is a lot of fun. I'm into it. You know, four out of five. All right. Cool. Uh, all right, so, yeah, next one I'm going to do is that X-Men Fanta- versus Fantastic Four. Number okay. two. Okay, I, I did read this. Okay, you read that one. I'm going to go ahead and do that one. Uh, so the name of this book is called, uh, issue is called Broken Borders. 
basically had the book starts off. Uh, Sue Storm is on the phone with Cyclops. She's asking where the fuck are the kids because the kids ran away and she just knows that the X-Men has something to do with it. Cyclops like, I haven't seen your kids. I don't know what to do with your kids. First off, we only wanted one of your kids anyway. We didn't care about the other one. They're like, what the fuck you mean about that? You know, so she, you know, destroys the video call with like that. And, she, and Cyclops knows that she's pissed, you know, and she knows that the Fantastic Four on their way right now. Meanwhile, what actually happened to the kids is that they've been taken by Dr. Doom to Doom Island. Uh, but here's the thing. Doom loves the kids. So mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything to uh, Franklin Richards or Valeria. Matter of fact, he feeds them. Yeah, uh, have a dinner. Yeah, gives them dinner, stuff like that. He may hide salt from Valeria, you know, what like that. Oh, and he also takes away Kitty Pryde's powers. And and he has other X-Men locked up somewhere. You know, well, not the X-Men, but the Marauders, you know, locked up somewhere. Uh, and Kitty Pryde's just like, okay, Doom, where are my people? Where are the mutants that you're hiding here? And where are my powers? And she's like, well, the first thing, because I already knew that the X-Men were going to come to Latverdia to begin with, so I moved all the mutants from my island over to here and made invisible so nobody can find them. So I just did that. And I also built this island for a very another specific purpose for Franklin. And she was like, well, Franklin, yeah, because I want him to be his, you know, maximum potential. So I won't, I'm basically going to fix Franklin, basically. And she, okay, like, this don't even sound like Dr. Doom. Like, what the hell is going on here? She's like, oh, uh, and Valeria's like, come on, Uncle Doom. Tell us what you're really doing. You know, Doom's like, mm, I can't say no to you, Valeria. You know, like, I'm doing this basically, you know, to to one-up Reed because of he's being an asshole. If I fix him, then, you know, I look like the better bad guy, you know, better guy than him, you know. Back to the X-Men, they uh basically figured out where, you know, Franklin is so they're like okay we don't have Franklin we need to go get Franklin and and Cyclops like hold on before we go get Franklin stuff like that we need to worry about the Fantastic Four man you're like fuck the Fantastic Four that's a rock <laughs> dude and a and a fire guy what the hell are they gonna do with us you know and Nightcrawler's like that was not the guys you need to worry about you need to worry about Franklin uh Reed Richards he's the smartest dude in the Marvel Universe you need to worry about his wife because she can go anywhere she wants to and you'll even know she's here matter of fact she might even be here right now and they look around Bam. like oh yeah. shit okay that was great <laughs> yeah everybody started looking around like oh 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 shit she they might be here right now so magneto you know uses magnetic powers to hit the sprinklers and boom the sprinklers activate and it shows all the fan hates for right there and, and thing punches magneto in the face like what the fuck you call me a brute a rock monster <laughs> you know and then so now they got the coordinates of where franklin is so they try to hightail it out of there you know before like the entire 200,000 army of the X-Men on Krakoa, you know, descend on them, you know, so they get out of there. Um, I like how they just jump in their little car, their flying car. Right. Because, <laughs> obviously, Sue is, like, strong as fuck, because the X-Men were about to hand them their ass, and then Sue is like, okay, I'm awake, I'm back, boom, yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so they did that. So, cutting back to Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is still spying on the kids, and, you know, Valerius is like, you know, Doom's not gonna do anything to us, you know, he loves us, you know, uh, he's just doing this shit to, to, to fuck with our dad. That's all. And Doom's like spying. He's like, yeah, that's one reason why I'm doing it. And then he's talking to his liaison back in Latverdia. He's like, you need to come down here to help out? He's like, no, no, no. I, I got this. But but the Fantastic Four and the X-Men are headed to, have, headed to your island right now. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not worried about them. Remember, I'm Dr. Doom. I'm always prepared. And we go to the next room, and we see a bunch of Doom Sentinels, like an yeah. army of them, in the back room. Okay. Oh, those are Sentinels. I thought they were just Doom bots, but they damn. look like Sentinels. They look like Doom Sentinels. That, that, now that I'm looking at them again, yeah, that makes sense. I just thought, oh, he's got a bunch of Doom bots. So cool, but yeah, 
if they're sentinels yeah Doom sentinels woo! yeah like uh, yeah x-men <laughs> bring your ass to my island i'm ready for yeah. you <laughs> so yeah. yeah like i said this book delivers again uh yeah. chips and darcy just nails like both of them he just nails both of them like the like you you can like a lot of times when you do these versus books you can't really believe like why they're fighting or why they're going at each other this one i kind of understand it Oh so, yeah, yeah. So wow. and just the way he put them in there, just using their power. Like Sue Storm is in the room with them the whole time, and they don't know. You know? Yeah, that was awesome. I that mean, was awesome. They looking around like, oh last, shit. Yeah, because last issue Magneto was such an arrogant prick, but it was it was funny and cool, and yeah. he's being the same way in this one. Only it bites him in the ass this time. Right. They're <laughs> like, what the fuck you call me? You know. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm gonna move it to 4.5 out of 5. I'm loving this yeah. series right now. That's why I held off on the other X Men book because I wanted to get make sure I read this book this week. Yeah, no, this was uh, yeah. I, I mean, this is the only X book I'm reading. If you want to call it an X book. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, Chip yeah. Darcy, every every book I've ever read for him just been like awesome. Even when he did the Marvel two in one book, just Thing and and Human Torch, it was awesome then. So he's not gonna another part. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll do blah blah blah. Let's see. Um, what else did I read from Marvel? Oh, Ghost Rider. Okay. Ghost Rider number, which one was this? Number six or five? Crap. Sorry, I got my um, my tablet, my Comixology. You know, so I gotta. Don't you love I technology? I, I just can't flip to the page. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Ghost Rider number five. Say Alexa, of, page three or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> Hearts of Darkness part two. Well, Hearts of Darkness two part one so this is kind of a new kind of a new arc what's going on um we're picking up uh after what's happening what's been going on is johnny blaze has taken over hell um a bunch of demons resent him for it and have his escaped so johnny blaze leaves hell to come to earth to try and track down all the escaped demons um he contacts you know danny ketch uh, for help, Danny Ketch is no longer a spirit of vengeance, um, but he does acquire. He does end up going to limbo and acquires the spirit of corruption, um, which is basically he turns into this big giant knight in shining armor with a giant sword, and he can kill other ghost riders. So that's who Danny Ketch is right now. Um, uh, Johnny Blaze goes to Las Vegas and grabs mephisto he's got mephisto held up in a hotel room and he's kind of interrogating him and mephisto's like yeah lilith's on her way lilith is pissed you know mother of demons she's mad at me because i left the throne and didn't give it to her and she's mad at you because you took the throne so lilith is pissed we got to you know and she's she's got an army of you know all the army of hell and she's gonna come for us and um, he goes, and, you know, Johnny Blaze is like, oh, wouldn't you like that? He's like, oh, hell no, because she's coming to kill me. She's not coming to get free me. She's going to come and kill me and kill you, too. And she's got, a, she's got legions of demons with her. So meanwhile, while that's going on, uh, the Punisher and Wolverine find a dead cop that's been killed. And they think it's, and they, you know, Wolverine's like, yeah, I came to see if it, see if this was done by a mutant. It's not. And, um, of course, Punisher's like, yeah, they killed a cop. So this is done by a demon. So 
it's probably Danny Ketch. So they go track down Danny Ketch. And they're like, hey, man, this is dead, dead cop. What's up? It's been killed by some with supernatural forces. And uh, Danny Ketch like, says, yeah, I ain't that anymore. But it's like, well, we're still bringing you in. And then Danny Ketch turns into the spirit of corruption and sort of kicks, you know, Wolverine's ass and Punisher. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> before the caretaker kind of has to step in and say, hey, guys, break it up. And then, okay. of course, we have uh, uh, Lilith. She's, you know, she's on Earth now. She's got a ho- bunch of demon hordes looking for shit. And um, uh, Danny Ketch has Mephisto, and he's driving down the highway. He's on his chopper. He's full-on Ghost Rider. He's got uh, Mephisto all chained up, and he's dragging him down the road. They go through a portal, and Doctor Strange is there, and he's like, "Hey, where are you taking my prisoner?" And it says to be continued. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. And things ramping up over there. Yeah. So, cool beginning to this new story arc. I'm digging it. Like I said, it's a sh- throwback to the old Midnight Suns and all that shit. Danny Ketch has a new power. Um, so yeah, I give it a four out of five. Digging it. Okay. Okay. Uh, last book I'm going to review. Um, is yeah, this is obviously just a tie in, not even really tie in. This is just Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, to let you know, this story is obviously not connected to the Disney Plus story that is coming out. This is in the 616 universe. Um, and it's just a five issue miniseries. So, a lot of people, and this is not the top tier artists or creators or writers that they have on this book. So, let's review it and just get to it. So, basically. Book starts off in Indiana at Bucky Barnes' home. He's just in there chilling. He has a pet cat. They don't name the cat. Doesn't really matter. His squad breaks in the door, tries to kill him. He kills all of them, leaves with the cat and the motorcycle and leaves. Boom. That's how the book opens up. Three pages. Uh, we cut to New York and we cut to Falcon. Falcon is still running his, you know, his, uh, his social working thing. And somebody didn't show up to the office. So he decided to go to the office of federal utilities. To go there, and basically what they what the federal office utility is that they're supposedly send out hired assassins to go out and take out you know certain places that the government needs that you know that they don't want anybody to know. But when he goes to there, everybody's already dead. He's like, wait, what the fuck? You know, he turns around, he sees Bucky already there. He's like, Bucky, what the hell are you doing here? Did you kill all these people? Like, nah, I didn't kill them. Uh, matter of fact, I work for them. Uh, obviously, the same people that came to kill me took these guys out. Matter of fact, I work for the Office of Federal Utilities because instead of government and they need people to, you know, send assassins out to go take out people out, I'm obviously one of those guys. You're like, oh shit. But now I need to find out who killed these guys and who's trying to kill me. So Falcon and Bucky are forced to team up. They get a lead. They find out there's one person that was supposed to be there that wasn't there named Veronica Eaton. They go to her house and it turns out she was hung over the night before, which is why she called in to work the next day. She didn't know everybody was, you know, killed today. So she was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. She does some research on what might have happened. She realized Hydra has been split up into two different factions. One team is, is set up by a, a trainee of Baron Zemo, because Zemo is dead now. And another faction is by an ex-rival of Zemo. So two different faction teams, but they don't know. One of those teams is trying to kill them, they don't know. While they get information, uh, somebody kicks in the door. It's just one guy. And it's some teenage Logan Paul looking motherfucker. Calls himself the natural. And he says, I'm the guy that killed everybody in the office of federal utilities. Yeah, I did it by myself. He's like, what the fuck? He has no gun. He has no weapons. He's just in there. He was like, yeah, and now they sent me to kill you guys too. 
uh, you you two Captain America guys. Matter of fact, I'm a big fan of anybody that can hold the shield of Captain America. And commences to kick the shit out of both of them. Like, easily. Not even an issue. But he's like, since I'm big a big fan of you guys, I don't really want to kill you. So I tell you what. I'm going to leave you live right now. And I'll give you a clue on where I'm going to be next. But if you follow me this time, this time I'm going to kill you. After he didn't beat the shit out of them, they just on the ground knocked out. Uh, and the book ends. Well, to be continued or whatever. So, yeah, this book sucked, man. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't have been so bad if they didn't have this Logan Paul-looking motherfucker running around here. If they didn't have, like, a badass... You know, I understand the other bad guys in Marvel are tied to you. Make one. Just make a guy up. I'm and the you- facilitator. I've come to kill you. You know, get, get, get a cool ninja mask or some shit. You know, anything. Not this goofy-looking motherfucker and, and he's beating the shit out of Bucky and, and Falcon. I didn't buy this book for that. So, I, I, damn, I, you put this on the banner. I thought you. <laughs> I did it for clickbait. <laughs> damn, you must have liked this if it's on the banner. No, man, it's just clickbait. That's all. People are going to think we're talking, oh, it's a tie in to the Disney Plus movie. I hope the Disney Plus show is better than this. It can't be worse. <laughs> you know, like, man, what the fuck? This is going to be. It's, it's, it just feels like they put the, the second tier or third tier talent on this book and just crank some shit out. Yes, it, we know it's going to sell because we got a Disney Plus movie. We're going to fool people into thinking it's got something to do with the next show and sell some books. Eh, 2.5 out of 5. I have no interest in what happens with the rest of this book. I don't even <laughs> think they care what happens with the rest of this book. Wait, what was I reading? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, I was reading the Hawkeye book. And I stopped already. Falcon and Winter Soldier was in that, too. Um, were they? Yeah. They, they mentioned were in the first, Hawkeye in, in first the book. couple issues, yeah. And then I stopped. I haven't read it yet again. I don't know. Um, and, and the reason I picked it up because I wanted to read more about the Falcon. Remember, the Falcon had a book, what, two years ago, three years ago? I don't know when we reviewed it. But I liked that series. Nobody bought it. And it got canceled. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this is a chance for Marvel to, you know, like relaunch these characters. Because Bucky can't sell a book either. You know, he <laughs> his 15 minutes is up in the comics. Like, the Winter Soldier arc was cool, but now he's just there. You know, Oh, uh, so I'm thinking like this is a chance for maybe to put two people that can't sell a book, the unsellables, you know, and give them a buddy <laughs> cop book. You know, maybe they can sell a book. Nah, they don't really care. What's well, Marvel, man? They fucking take. Oh, you like this cool villain? Well, he's a good guy now. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick of that shit, man. Come yeah. on, y'all can put more effort into this shit, man. Yeah. Don't just do this shit. Cause that's a cool cover. That's one thing I do like about the cover. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure the guy that drew the cover is not the artist of the book. I almost because Marvel loves doing that shit. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is. I feel like this is just a whole bait and switch thing, man. I don't care what they do with it. I'm, I'm really disappointed because they have actually put some energy behind this book or some talent behind this book. I might have got behind it, but you can tell they don't care. This is like a comic I read. You know, you get for free out of a, a cereal box. That's what this shit felt like to me. <laughs> Hey, some of those books are kind of good, man. Some those... of them are. Some of them are. I'm not. But the majority of them, they're going to be like, we don't give a I fuck. I remember those BBS tie-ins that came with the cereal. Some of them were okay. When Batman was kicking the shit out of Firefly, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of awesome art, I got Detective Comics 1020. Art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, and Brad Anderson. Um... This is cool. Look at flipping Wait, who, through this. Who's writing this? Not a tennis Oh, Tomasi. Okay, cool. Tomasi. Uh, so um, we have Two Face. This is, I think, a I think it's a 
past story. It's like a flashback or something, but it's basically a, a Two-Face centric story. Um, going around killing, he starts out, he's killing like coin dealers and he's like doing the flipping, flipping the coin. And it's got, it's really cool. It's got like, he's talking in the two, the two voices, the two schizo voices are talking back and forth and shit. And everybody who's interacting with them are like, what the fuck? This guy's nuts and shit, you know? And of course, Batman is, you know, one step behind, you know, detecting he he's, he's investigating all the murders and shit. And basically, it's, uh, it, it, it turns out that Two-Face is starting a cult of followers, schizo cults. You know, some guys have pretty faces, and then the other half are, are all scarred and shit, like his coins. And it's like this cult of Two-Face. And that's where basically the book says to be continued. But it's... An awesome story. It's all, you know, you see Two-Face going nuts. You know, it's, it says something about past is prelude or past is something at the beginning. What did it say? Past is prologue. So it's definitely something that happened in the past. And Two-Face's his madness is starting to uh, develop. Um, we see him, yeah, killing these, these, uh, these mobsters. We see him, he gets shot. He's, get, he's at a doc. He's getting, like, surgery at a hospital and shit and he's his his personalities are arguing with each other and the doctors end up getting freaked out and like at one point like good Har- harvey flips the coin and it's fine but then two-face flips the coin and it's bad and it's oh you die he's like what you just said i could live and but <laughs> shoots the doctor and shit um yeah this is really cool it's it mixes the action with like the hard-boiled detective renoir and the art is awesome you know, so the art on these Batman books lately, yeah. I mean, you you got to put your yeah. best guy on Batman. Yeah, the, I mean, after the Tom King run, this is like just you know, this is just. I mean, even the Tom King run had their best guys. I mean, artist art wise on those. Art, two. yeah, but the but the run, but the the, the run was okay at best. I, I feel so yeah. The, I mean, I feel like Tom King kind of overstayed his welcome. He kind of started petering out after a while. I don't yeah. know what the fuck we're gonna go. So when, when he first just, got on it, yeah. he he was going, but then he just kind of yeah. left, whatever. So after Tom King's run, this is just a whole new, fresh breath of fresh air. You know, it's new like life is, yeah, yeah, yeah. New life has been breathed into Batman and Detective. So this is, yeah, two of the best books I think right now are Batman and Detective. Yeah, you know, I'm digging them. So this is a four out of five. You know, you know. So, oh, Batman can't go wrong with that. So, mm-hmm. uh, she got any more? No, uh, I'm good. Okay, cool. One more thing I want to talk about before we get in there, but I didn't want to talk about it in the beginning. We'll talk about it at the end. Uh, let's talk about Bernie Sanders. Okay. Okay. Reason we're talking about Bernie Sanders. First off, I still find it weird that he has a Twitch stream where he <laughs> where he hosts his shit. And also, something tragic happened at his last uh his last rally. I heard something. Yeah. So he had Public Enemy, you know, on his last rally, and they were going to perform stuff like that. And after the rally ended, Public Enemy fired Flavor Flav. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's no longer with the group. They're done with him. What the fuck do you do? Why? So apparently, I, and I, I just briefly ran over the article, but apparently he had sent Bernie Sanders a cease and desist letter for using his uh, likeness or the clock or anything like that, you know, to advertise for the rally. He's basically saying Bernie Sanders wasn't allowed to do that without paying him. 
So the group was like, <clears throat> okay, if you're worried about, you know, your money and stuff like that, we're trying to actually do something, you know, that we believe in. We don't need your ass anymore. Man, you was already on thin ice to begin with. Flavor Love was the last straw for us. <laughs> so after that, there was Brad, like, what's your face on stage? What's your name? Right. Uh, Bridget Nielsen. Right. <laughs> so we were already done with your ass anyway. We were trying to give you one more chance. You did some more stupid shit like this. So yeah, Flavor Flav is no longer with the group. Uh, apparently Chuck D owns like 100% of Public Enemy so he can really just go on stage by his damn self and just call itself Public Enemy and nobody have a problem with that so. well damn who's going to do 911 as a joke that's the thing maybe this <laughs> night gets going to do it maybe who's going to do Coco Lampin they just get another guy just hell the Temptations and the Four Tops replace guys all the time just get, get another Flavor Flay 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 look like contest. Let's go. Let's do yeah, it. There's got to be other hype man drown, you know. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll do somebody, man. But yeah, oh, this man. is the end of an era. And we, you know, we talked about this the other day because you know you were talking about how you know rock bands can go like in the '80s and '90s and perform all the time like that, but rap groups really don't do that. Like Public Enemy have to be in the '60s. Yeah, they shit. I was like, yeah, I was in high school when I was bumping shit. Yo, bum rush the show. Takes a million nations, you know, all that shit, you know, or a nation of millions. Yeah. So you hate to see Double stuff like pause, this. Yeah. Yeah. So you hate to see stuff like this. And I'm old. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they got to be in their 60s, at least like mid 60s, maybe still out there, you know, rapping, uh, stuff like that. And they're doing political rap and stuff like that. But why would Flavor Flav fuck this up? I don't know. Uh, it may hurt them because let's be honest with you, he was the one that people wanted to see at public enemy concerts. Yeah. He was the hype man. He was the guy, you know. Yeah. So, end of an era. Damn you, Bernie. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, we talked about enough socialism in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Breaking All up right. public enemy. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> uh, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. We have our sister podcast, Geeks Avs, and we have. Uh, we, I just did an episode today. So, just did an episode today. Download both. Uh, Plug your other one, Eli, because I, I know you have another one. Oh yeah, and and then I'm I'm doing also what am I calling it the the Geek Savs Clone Wars Escape Pod, which is I'm just reviewing every new Clone Wars episode every week. Cool. Um, so definitely um, check that out. Uh, like I said, we got Comic Cast, we have a uh, TGIC. They call it this Geek and Comics, but I like to call it Thank God for Comics or whatever, or the <laughs> Shit Talk Show, whatever they like to call themselves. I don't know. Oh, uh, supposedly the the most Entertaining podcast is going to be for the next two weeks is going to be Get Valiant. <laughs> Listen oh, yeah. to those guys. They're going to freak the fuck out for the next two weeks. So, <laughs> uh, very <laughs> exciting times over there. Uh, we have Instruments of Destruction. We talk about Transformers and G.I. Joe and all that. Uh, Wrestling Council. Is that a thing? Still got that? Uh, yeah. I think Does it, it's all. Boogie have a new show or his own show or something? He always has a new show. Every time I turn around, every time I go on Twitter, Boogie is podcast. Like, what the hell? Oh, shit. Does he spend time with his family at all? Like, what the hell, man? Every time he just always podcasts. <laughs> like, every night he's got a new pod and shit. <laughs> Welcome to our new show, our new, new show. Like, what the hell? Yeah, because I Who saw are these people with up? you. <laughs> the Boogie Show or something? Yeah. Well, I think you got to check out the Boogie Show. Yeah, shout out to Boogie. Yeah. Oh, and another one. Bad idea. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I've listened to it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah and, and like i said next week we'll have some new stuff coming in we don't know how it go but definitely listen and we'll come with another crazy idea of what's going on with this podcast so until then this is leroy this is eli and up up down down left right left right ba start A ballad behind bars, or you could say real rock from the rock. An unusual musical happening in a most unusual place. The state prison I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. Here's a land that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. I wasn't with it, but just that very minute it occurred to me. The suckers had authority. Cold sweating as I dwell in my cell. How long has it been? They got me sitting in a state pen. I gotta get out what that thought was thought before. I contemplated a plan on the cell floor. I'm not a fugitive on the run. Brother, brother like me begun to be another one. Public enemy serving time. They drew the line, y'all. They criticized me for some crime. Nevertheless, they could not understand that I'm a black. And I can never be a veteran On the streets of situations unreal I got a raw deal So I'm looking for the steal Word them up I'm looking for that steal Don't you know They got me rotten in the time that I'm serving Telling you what happened The same time they're throwing Four of us packed in a cell like slaves Oh well, the same motherfucker Got us living in his hell You have to realize what is the form of slavery organized under a swarm of devils? Straight up, where them up on the level? The reasons are several, most of them federal. Here's my plan anyway, and I say I got gusto, but only some I can trust. Yo, some do a bit from one to ten, but I never did, and plus I never been. I'm on a tier with no tears should ever fall. Self blocked and locked, I never clock it, y'all. Cause time and time again, time they got me serving to those to them. I'm not a
a getaway And I popped her twice, right? No one to get nice I had six CEOs and now it's five to go And I'm serious, call me delirious But I'm still a captive I gotta rap this time to break As time grows a tent I got my steel in my right hand Now I'm looking for the fence Then the average 